You're listening to the ProcureTech Podcast, your weekly show for all that's cooking in the digital procurement space. Yes, we've got the hottest startups, thought leadership and conversation from visionary industry experts and definitely no stiff corporate content. I'm your host, James Meads, procurement pro, digital nomad and ProcureTech fanboy. And now here's this week's show. Yes, hello there and welcome to another episode of the ProcureTech podcast where every week we bring you everything that is fun and exciting and innovative in the digital procurement space. And this week is no different, but it is for a slightly different reason. I will explain all in a second. I very, very rarely do solo episodes as anyone who listens to the show regularly will know. In fact, I've only done one in the past. But today is going to be another solo episode for the reason that today, the day that this podcast is published, the 16th of March, is the day that I've launched procurementsoftware.site. And I'm going to dive into a little bit about what this site will do, who I aim to serve with this site, and what the overall objectives are, and really why I did it to cover what I see as being a number of gaps that are out there right now in terms of what's available, what's on offer uh, to help anyone really to find the digital procurement solution that is suitable to their organization, but also for procurement software providers to enable themselves to be discovered by potential buyers. And when I say that, I don't necessarily mean the big enterprise level suites who sponsor all of the conferences, but some of the growing startups that have perhaps more of a modest marketing budget, but nonetheless need to reach new buyers to be able to grow and innovate further, which I think we can all agree is a huge positive for for our industry with the innovation and uh, and the user experience that some of these new disruptive startups have brought. So I'm going to cover off, first of all, what is procurementsoftware.site? Who do we intend to serve? And then I'm going to run through 10 reasons why I think it fills a gap in the market or that we're doing something that nobody else is. And then finally, I'm just going to run through a few of the things that we've got in our technology uh, or, or in our development roadmap to hopefully bring you a bit of a flavor of what you can expect from the website in future. So, yeah, this has been really my project for the last four or so months, I guess. I mean, I commissioned the website to be designed back in October, and then pretty much from mid-November, I've been working on this pretty much full-time, other than doing a little bit of consulting here and there. Uh, to keep the lights on and to pay the bills, as we all have to do. Um, But procurementsoftware.site, in its essence, is really to fill what I spotted as being a gap in the market, and that is to enable buyers or even CFOs or boutique consultancies, you know, if we consider we're all sort of on the buy side in that sense, to be able to quickly and easily filter based on a number of different criteria and then to get a short list of applicable procurement software applications that meet those criteria. And then I assume or I hope that procurement professionals then have the intelligence and the capability then to to dig into those solutions in more detail and ask the right questions to uh, the software solutions providers to then be able to narrow down that short list of a few providers 
to the one or two that they want to take into deeper negotiations with before they make a final sourcing decision. And what I found when I looked out there was that there wasn't really a solution that did that. There are many solutions that do parts of it, but there's no one really doing what we're doing. So in that sense, I truly believe that there is no direct competition in the sense of what it is that we're doing uh, at procurementsoftware.site. So here are 10 reasons why I believe what we're doing is is unique and what makes us different from some of the other players that are out there that each in their own ways do a very good job and fulfill a need, but not necessarily what people are looking for. So number one is that this tool is completely free to access for anyone who is on the buy side. So if you're a procurement leader, if you're a digital transformation expert, if you're a CFO, if you're a boutique consultancy, then you do not have to pay to access the information that we have on procurementsoftware.site. You can access, you can filter, you can drill down, and you can download, or you will be able to when we've got that feature enabled, you can download then a one-pager of the different providers without having to pay us or subscribe uh, to, to a monthly subscription to be able to get that information. So that's number one. It's completely free to access on the buy side. Number two is that I find a lot of the information or a lot of the resources that are out there very much focus on procurement technology for enterprise-level businesses or software that is, is decide, designed for enterprise level businesses. And with that, obviously, comes enterprise level pricing. So what I really wanted to focus on here was to make sure that particularly mid-market businesses, you know, in the gap of sort of $50 million in Euro at the low end, up to about a billion at the high end, there's a real gap there in terms of these businesses are big enough to be able to afford and get ROI on procurement software but they're not, they're not necessarily being served by the resources that are out there at the moment who very much focus on enterprise-level solutions for procurement teams who are pretty much working in Fortune 500 businesses. So there is a big focus on technology for both mid-market and SME businesses. Yes, we feature all of the enterprise-level solutions as well, but you can filter on procurementsoftware.site based on whether you're an enterprise, a mid-market, or an, as, a, as a buying entity, which none of the other solutions out there that I'm aware of enable you to do. So you're not then going to get shown uh, solutions that are just going to be way too expensive or way too complex for your needs. So number three, what I find is that a lot of the best of lists that are out there, and there are several, I'm not picking on one specifically, but all of them in my opinion, lack to, to varying degrees transparency around how they are put together. So, I mean, you've got a number of best of lists out there, and some of them admittedly are more transparent than others in terms of how they collate their data. But I think all of them, to a certain degree, do lack some transparency. And what, when I put together the website, I really wanted to avoid doing any sort of best of categorization and really just to make the, the make the information available to everyone that goes on there and who wants to filter and that can then do their own research based on that shortlist and then cut and then form their own opinion of whether they think the solution is good or bad. 
for their own unique specific needs. Why did I do that? Well, because the needs and requirements of businesses are very, very different. And whether a solution is good or bad, yes, you can evaluate them based on based on certain factors. But for example, what could be a, an absolutely fantastic solution for a large corporate procurement team may be completely irrelevant if you're a $250 million or euro business, just based on price, based on features, based on use of usability, based on time to plan and implement, which I think is a huge one that often gets ignored in these lists. So I really wanted to avoid that and make the and, and enable the buyer to form their own opinion, but to, to enable them to filter and get a short list so as they only have to do that for a handful of solutions rather than potentially hundreds of different SaaS applications that are out there. Number four, uh, busy folks and most procurement leaders, let's face it now, with all of the supply chain challenges and a war on our doorstep tragically here in Europe as I record this, that don't have the time to download and read and digest some of the detailed white papers that are out there. So think about it. If you're a head of procurement, do you really have the time or even the will to read through an 80-page white paper that goes into a lot of technical detail on stuff that you may not necessarily need to have that depth of understanding? And not only that, just from a price point, they're extraordinarily expensive. You know, we're talking thousands of dollars or euro in most cases to download these reports. Do you really need that? And if you're an individual, and if your company perhaps doesn't have the budget or, or won't sign off the cost of being able to download one of those white papers, then well, you're kind of a little bit hamstrung, aren't you? What do you do then? There's no real affordable price access point to that data. So if you don't have a corporate subscription uh, to one of these research houses, or if you don't have several thousand dollars or euros to download a detailed white paper, then you're kind of stuck in terms of access to good quality content that can break it down for you. So we didn't want to go down that model. We wanted to keep the content fairly light touch to enable us really to democratize that and make it free to access for anyone that goes on the website. We may do more research in the future and may do some paid digital downloads at some point in the future, but we're certainly going to price it if we do go down that route uh, at a level that is available to the individual that would not necessitate uh, a corporate subscription or a corporate credit card to be able to download and have access to that data. Number five, as I maybe touched on a little bit earlier, we want to make sure that it's easy to find what you are searching for. As the great philosophers U2 once told us, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Well, unfortunately, that is the case in a lot of procurement technology uh, content sources, just because the user, the user experience and the, the way that the pages and the websites are laid out, not particularly user-friendly in terms of being able to put your finger on the data that you're looking for. So our website with procurementsoftware.site is going to be really, really intuitive. You go on the software finder. There are four drop-down menus at the top where you can filter based on what you're looking for. You can filter on the type of solution. You can filter on your type of business. 
you can filter on whether you're looking for a startup, a scale-up, or an established stalwart in the industry. And you can also filter on geographically uh, where the software company is located. For example, we included this, for example, if they're a fairly early stage startup, then they're probably not going to have a customer success team that's working 24-7. So if you're a European user, for example, and you're thinking of sourcing software that's still in a fairly early stage, then you probably don't want your provider to be on the West Coast of the US because that means you're not going to get technical support until halfway through uh, the afternoon. So that's why we included that one in there. So it's very, very easy, very, very intuitive to search for. And as some of our marketing has stated, you can find a short list of procurement technology solutions in about the same time as it takes to boil an egg. Number six, there are no corporate subscriptions on the website. So the power really rests with you as an individual. We do not sell corporate subscriptions to our website. That is not our monetization model. We deliberately wanted to stay away from that because everyone else is doing it and we want it to be different. So our website does not feature and will never feature corporate subscriptions as part of our monetization model. We want to make sure the access to the information is available to individual buyers and, should, and that they should not be hamstrung by whether or not their employer decides or decides not to, to take out a corporate subscription to a specific content website. Number seven, no jargon. I hate complexity. You've probably heard me talk about this before. But I really, really believe in this. One of the problems that we have as procurement professionals is that we often communicate like we're financial controllers and lawyers. And that just turns our stakeholders off. And honestly, when I was looking through some of the procurement software, you know, technology websites, when, when I was doing research for, for the website, I found that on their sites as well, that often their message is not clear. So with all of our descriptions of the software that we put together in, in our directory, the first thing that I said to my content writer who put this together for me was, I want to make sure that anyone who clicks on that, even if they're not a procurement expert, can understand what this software does. And I think the, the key to doing that was hiring a writer that is who was who very, very good at summarizing, it happens to be my little brother, actually, but who's very, very good at succinctly summarizing what something can do, but without using technical jargon, because he knows, other than what I tell him, absolutely nothing about procurement and supply chain. And I believe that that is an advantage in and of itself, because it forces that content to be accessible to everybody. So definitely no jargon definitely no acronyms, or if we do use them, we will explain what they mean. Number eight, and probably the most important one in terms of transparency, we are not a pay-to-play business model. What does that mean? Well, it means that every software solution that is listed in our directory is listed with a basic profile for free. So we do not charge any software provider to be included in our directory. So of the circa 280 software solutions that have been included at the time of launch, that will grow over time, we will develop, we will grow it. None of them have paid us to be in the directory. So I guess that means moving on to number nine, how do we make money? And I'm, I'm a transparent guy, I'm very, very clear with what I do. 
quite simply, we make money through sponsorship and advertising. So what does that mean? Well, it means that we will be doing sponsored blog posts on the website that we will call out and we will specify exactly who the sponsor is. On the ProcureTech podcast, which you're listening to now, we will be doing some sponsored episodes in future. Again, we will call those out and specifically label them as sponsored content during our intros. Uh, We will have a couple of ads on the website, but we definitely don't want to make it look like Las Vegas. Uh, And we're also going to be doing live sponsored demos. Indeed, I did the first one with the guys from DeepStream back in January, where one of the things with with procurement software is that it's great looking at a website or even listening to a podcast to get an idea of what it does. But your key question as a buyer is probably going to be, well, yeah, but what does it look like to the user? So doing live moderated demos with a software provider, which will be sponsored, of course, uh, really gives an insight as to what the software can do and enables the software solutions provider Uh, to be able to show a number of users at the same time on a live demo and with Q&A on the end, some of the features and some of the advantages of their software. So we'll be be doing more of those as well that will be done on uh, on LinkedIn Live and we'll also then be embedding them in the website and uploading them uh, to my YouTube channel. We also have some partners, some software partners, which means that Essentially, if you as a buyer go on the website and see a demo and then decide to buy the software, then then we we earn a commission from it, which is also uh, another way how we make money. What you will also see over time as well, and there are only a couple that have this feature already as we launch, some of the profiles will have some special features on. So if you go into the directory and you read a software profile, some of them you will see will have embedded videos. Or, uh, or click-through buttons with a call to action that go to their, their demo page or, or somewhere on their website. Uh, and that is also sort of power-up. That is also sponsored content that they've paid us to have those uh, additional features uh, in their profile. So I hope you agree with me. I'm being fully transparent in terms of how we make money, whereas other websites are a little bit more guarded around how they do, which obviously then makes you wonder, what are they doing? Is this content that I'm reading sponsored? Is it neutral? Is it reliable? There is none of that on our website. We will call out any sponsored content that is there and make it very, very easy to spot because we want to be seen as being the most reliable and the most transparent resource that we have out there in the procurement technology space. Finally, number 10, we only focus on procurement technology. And you may scratch your head and think, well, yeah, so do your competitors. Well, yeah, they kind of do, although there is a little bit of a crossover on some of them with you know, going into things like fintech and legal tech and supply chain logistics tech, which indeed you may accuse us of as well with some of the solutions that we featured. It's a very, very difficult line to be able to really sort of demarcate so there is always going to be a challenge with that but i'm not really looking at people in the procurement and supply chain space i'm looking more at generic software websites the likes of g2 and captera and maybe get app where these websites are very very easy to use they're very user friendly they're much better designed than a lot of the procurement and supply chain tech content but they're very very generic they focus on pretty much all sectors of software and I mean, I've been on them doing my doing my research and looking at what they do. And when you when you filter and, and you look at procurement, uh, look at procurement software, 
what I found was that I saw some a solution like Procurify, for example, which is a P2P tool that's aimed at mid-market businesses and rapidly growing tech firms, right next to a solution like SAP Ariba, which is a huge behemoth enterprise level legacy suite. And you know, having those two next to each other in a comparison is is like comparing apples with bananas because they're just going after a completely different market segment with their solution, with their marketing, with their everything about what they do. So the focus solely on procure tech, but also maintaining user friendliness and ease of use is really taking the best parts of both the procurement and supply chain technology websites that in some way compete with us and also with the more generic software search websites like G2 and Captera, which I hope we've captured all in one. So they are the 10 reasons why I think what we've done is pretty unique. Yes, it will have a few bugs as we iron them out. And yes, there will be suggestions uh, and improvements because you know getting something launched is, in the words of John Bon Jovi, you're only half, we're halfway there. <laughs> and we're not, it's not a complete product. It never will be. It will always be in development. So I'd love to get anyone's feedback on what you think we can do to improve it. But it will obviously be an evolution over time as 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 we grow and add more features and make the content better and uh, and more detailed. So that leads quite nicely on to what are we going to be focusing on focusing on going forward and what can you really expect from this website as we as we develop. So one of the things that sort of stood out to me when I when I started doing some outreach to to contacts and to friends and colleagues in the industry was when I spoke to a few people in the consulting space, they seemed quite interested in what I was doing. So what we're, what we're very likely going to add as one of the first things is to have, uh, is to have partners, complementary services that are provided by, by partner or by affiliate organizations. So one obvious area is consulting. Uh, and we're also going to be looking at things perhaps like technical implementation, which is something that I have no background on. I've never done a technical digital procurement implementation. So being able to find a couple of reliable partners that we can uh, refer website visitors to uh, in that space, depending on geography, uh, I think will be a very valuable addition too. The other area that I'm keen to explore, and if you're listening to this and you're based in North America, and, uh, and you'd like to help me with this, then please reach out. But obviously, with me being based in Europe, I, I understandably have a much better knowledge of the European ecosystem, specifically the, the UK and the German procurement tech ecosystem, which, which are the two countries that have the most procurement software companies. Um, we know the big ones in North America, and we know the ones that are most active on LinkedIn and have the most active marketing. But there is no doubt that I will have missed some of the earlier stage startups that are out there that are maybe not as active and not as prominent. So if you're based in North America, or even if you're an early stage North American procurement tech startup, uh, please reach out to me. Let's have a conversation. I'd love to talk to you because that is an area that I think we need to add more solutions in at the moment. We're very, very rich in terms of early stage European startups but perhaps not so much in North America. Also, if you're in an emerging market, especially India, there's a huge ecosystem in India. And again, we've only scratched the surface there. So I'd love to know more about the Indian ecosystem too. So if you're in India 
and you're a startup founder in this space, then also would love to hear from you. As I mentioned earlier, we're also looking perhaps at doing a little bit more uh, research and putting together some, some mini white papers that are much lighter on content, but are much easier to read and digest and a lot more visual in their nature. So watch this space there. It's something that we're, that we're considering and we'll probably do a couple of pilots in, uh, in some of the more popular areas of procurement technology where there is a, a lot of demand for research and knowledge right now. So that's, uh, that's another one. Likewise, perhaps some downloadable eBooks that will be, that, that will again be very, very affordable to anyone that wants to pay with their personal credit card rather than a corporate subscription. So they are some of the things that we've got in the pipeline as we go into spring and towards summer as we look to launch version 1.1 or even version 2.0, depending on on how much we redesign it with some of the new features that we're looking to add. I would absolutely love to get any thoughts or any feedback on what you think of the site if you've tested it and tried it out. And if you've got any suggestions or, uh, or any improvements that come to your mind when you're looking through the website. I definitely want this to be sort of crowdsourced in terms of suggestions and feedback so as we can uh, adopt and take on board uh, all of the thoughts that, uh, that the users have of how we can improve uh, the software because it is meant to make access to information on ProcureTech more democratic and free to everybody. So I would absolutely love to get your feedback. And if you've got this far, a huge thank you for listening. Don't forget that if you want to get updates, then sign up to our email newsletter list, which is on the homepage of the website, procurementsoftware.site. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, we put new episodes out every single week. They are usually interviews with startup founders or with industry experts. We publish them every Wednesday. And we also have the LinkedIn page, which we recently renamed to Procurement Software to really represent what we're doing as a brand as a whole. The podcast, of course, is being part of that. And if you're having any digital procurement headaches and you'd like me to jump on a call to give you an overview of the market and where you might have the best opportunities to drive value in your organization with with digital technology, then of course, reach out to me and I would be more than happy to jump onto a quick conversation with you. Until next week, thank you again for listening. Take care wherever you are in the world in these strange times and bye for now.